0: I seen a video, Nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video, Nasty? Oh, if I've seen one? I actually don't need to see, visually, what I know is in that film.
1: Hello there, and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. So two of Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy make it onto the Video Nasties list. The Beyond, which you've spoken about before, and this film, The House by the Cemetery. A surreal, dreamlike nightmare. The film of truth is probably more in common with Argento's Inferno than Fulci's own zombie flesh-eaters. I love it, with its hazy, dreamlike qualities and vicious, almost operatic violence, The Beyond's the one that gets all the love, but The House by the Cemetery is a great little horror film, one that's been fairly poorly treated through the years. And yes, yes, it's got its problems, not least that bloody awful kid in it, but at least now the film has been reappraised and is presented with the respect that it deserves.
0: say to a widow who finds out her husband butchered his mistress and then took his own life that's where Peterson hanged himself from that iron ring <laughs>
2: Research project on suicide with a researcher commits suicide.
0: Don't go inside, whoever you are. Don't go inside. Someone's in here, mommy. There's someone down there. Get the door. Open.
2: Where's the axe. Where's the axe? Tom, keep away from the door. I'll get you out.
0: Why? Who's there? Who's in this house? Dr. Freudstein! No, Bob. You should have listened to what I said.
1: by the Cemetery is a 1981 Italian supernatural horror film directed by Fulci, stars Catriona McCall, uh, Paolo Malco, Agno Pieroni, and Giovanna Frese. It's the third installment of this kind of unofficial Gate of Hell trilogy, this uh, succession of films that Fulci made in the uh, in the early 80s that inclu- also includes City, the Living Dead, and the Beyond. Its plot revolves around murders taking place in a uh, New England home. A, a home that has some pretty vicious secret sense basements. There are nods to, uh, you know, haunted house stories through the years, and as well as that, though, uh, a very Italian uh, focus on close-ups of quite grisly violence and um, a very unusual and a quite uh, horrific monster. The film's based in the, it's about a doctor called Dr. Norman Boyle, who takes over the research about a guy called Dr. Fordstein from a colleague, Dr. Peterson, who committed suicide after killing his mistress. So Boyle heads to Boston with his wife Lucy and their son Bob, and they live in kind of a, an isolated home in the woods that belongs to Peterson. Bob befriends like a kind of ghostly girl called May that only he can save, and she warns him to leave the house. We've got a mysterious babysitter. Creepy things start happening, including bats that seemingly attacking and, and not wanting to let go. When Bobby finally decides himself to go into the basement, his parents discover exactly the vicious secrets that are, are lurking down there.
2: Stephen, where are you? Please answer me. Steve! In this house, what you don't know will hurt you. (laughs) It was to be a getaway dream. It's becoming a runaway nightmare.
0: Do you see anything?
2: Some old steps going down. He has been awaiting the arrival of his new guests. One by one, they are disappearing. One by bloody one. When you move to this house, before you get locked in,
0: There's someone read
2: the fine print.
0: Mommy, hurry!
2: You may have just
0: mortgage
2: your life. Due to the graphic nature of this film, no one under 18
1: will be admitted. House by the cemetery. As I said, um, the the film uh, itself kind of got pretty badly handled over the years. One of the early VHS issues of uh, House by Cemetery in America got several of the film reels out of order, which confused what was already, to be fair, quite uh, an erratic story already. Um, there's evidently really been some problems during the making despite the fact that the uh, the actors uh, are all speaking english uh, the decision was made to dub them afterwards uh, probably i'm guessing due to some some nightmarish their uh, sound produ- t- production drawing, filming. um the result is quite odd in truth uh, the voices don't seem to well it's a bad dub effectively also as well apparently the uh, the death of the estate agent was originally designed to be longer and nastier including an eye gouging, which is obviously as you know a full sheet trait something we go into particularly when we talk about um zombie flesh eaters um full sheet cutter because he didn't think the uh, the effects were realistic enough that the film was actually filmed on uh, ellis estate in um, massachusetts um, the, the only real notable thing about that, and obviously the house is fantastic, but was that it was also used for another Italian horror film, Ghost House from '88. Fulsh himself appears briefly, as he did in The Beyond, as Professor Muller, who talks with Boyle on, on a New York City street. There are certain elements, I think, that make the film um, stand out. One of those is the Walter Riazzi's uh, guitar-y kind of soundtrack, which is um, very notable during the entire film, and also now considered a bit of a classic Italian soundtrack from the time. Um, you can get a, you can get very nice Death Waltz records in the UK uh, vinyl uh, with a Graham Humphreys cover on, which looks great. think um, one of the interesting things about it is though that it is actually quite subdued for what it is. Um, If um, at this point um, Fulshi was able to make, you know, was making very vicious films. I mean, you know, this is filmed uh, four years after Zombie Flesh Eaters Um, The Beyond is more violent. And uh, even City of the Living Dead really is as well. This is, is probably his most uh, relaxed of his films. He's definitely trying to do something a little bit different and, and kind of hype up the supernatural elements. The cinematography from uh, Sergio Salvati uh, really helped with this. Salvati's work kind of uh, everything's kind of hazy and blown out and quite sleepy looking. Um, it doesn't look like. Uh, it's not it's it's not clean in terms of lines and normally with a, a horror film, you know, you wouldn't normally expect quite so much bright light flashing into the camera. But with this, um well first of all, Fulshi has no problems with um, you know, filming gore scenes during the day. But also, um, it kind of adds a certain when we spoke about Inferno, we talked about the fact it's quite dreamlike and there are definitely elements that overlap in terms of feel and tone between this film and that one. Giannetto De Rossi, his work as a special effects artist also makes an appearance as well. The um some of it is is brilliant. It's very um, it's very Euro horror style. Um there is a very fake bat that gets stabbed but also uh you know some of the uh, the more vicious violence including uh, a throat being slashed is uh, is pretty impressive and and that final monster as well our our, uh, our man in the basement um looks pretty good considering what it is which is you know just a, a fellow in a, in a black coat with a mask on but um it it does look decent and and that is entirely down to his work again again and with all these kind of um, with a lot of of, of, of uh full shes films on the nasties list or generally at this stage, um he was able to um it's kind of an indication, I think, to be fair, of you know, the quality of the work that that he did, that uh, you know, people's reactions to the films were so vicious, you know. So we've also got a uh, you know, the big the big star of the show for this one is probably and McCall uh, who, who appeared as a Catherine McCallin in the credits? And Cole's kind of known for a lot of her work throughout European TV and film, and obviously mainly in Italy. Um, she kind of originally appeared in like a French romantic drama though in in the late nineteen seventies, and she is uh, kind of throughout, she she is one of the characters that appears in all of Full She's a uh, Gates of Hell trilogy. Uh, she's a uh, Mary Woodhouse in City of the Living Dead, and uh, Liza Merrill, who is uh, the young woman who actually inherits the the hotel in Louisiana, in the beyond as well. Apparently McCall was not a fan of uh, working on such violent films, which thought they would not attract an audience. But, um, you know the uh, the growing fan base that uh, exists for the Gates of Hell trilogy kind of uh, popped up and kind of made that a bit better for her. I think it's fair to say. And she appears in a variety of, of films. You know, through through the years, she's in you know, Hawk the Slayer, uh, A Good Year, which is the Ridley Scott film, and uh, The Fate Bazaar, which is an anthology horror. She's also appeared in lots of uh, TV as well, uh, including things like you know Dempsey and Make Peace and the Hardy Boys and all sorts of different stuff. Paolo Malco is our main lead, and you know he, he's best known really for appearing in full she films. And then, of course, we have um, the character of Bob, uh, played by uh, eight-year-old Giovanni Frieza, who. Um, seems to kind of, you know, link in with the haunted house and that kind of stuff. Now, I've seen some incredibly uh, unpleasant things written about Giovanni's performance. And um, sure enough, I mean, the, the, the mixture of the uh, the bad dubbing job and the the kid looks a bit, you know, unusual, shall we say. It probably doesn't help. And um, I think he kind of be fair to the lad he's eight years old and he's been sad over a nightmare script so it's kind of unsurprising but yeah I mean the he is you know he does at points look like a bit of a Chucky doll kind of person and, and you know he doesn't help but for me personally I think generally the feel and the tone of the film is what really makes it and the fact that um, Bob is like seemingly from another world probably actually helps a little bit you know so the film was uh, got a cinema release in 1982 and was passed uh, X after one one, uh, one minute twenty six seconds of cuts. It was uh, heavily cut with edits to poker murder and the slashing of Anne's throat, um, and it was this print was actually released on video prior to the UK's Video Concert Act, and was the one that was banned as video nasty. Um, but even then, it was kind of it, well. It was released in uh, January 1983, but banned in, in November 83, and remains on the list throughout the panic. Um, then, in 1988, there was a ridiculously heavily cut version uh, released by Elephant, uh, but past eight eighteen after four minutes and forty-five seconds of cuts. In 1993, after that, Vipco released a cut a version that suffered 7 minutes and 27 seconds of cuts. Much of the film became a bit of a mess, and that was the version I watched when I first watched it, and I didn't understand what The fuss was about at all. Uh, it was released again in 2001 uh, by Vipco on DVD, and, uh, and that had 33 seconds of cuts in it to uh, the Poker Merger and Throw Cutting. I finally got an uncut release in 2009 from Arrow. Now the most notable thing I think about a lot of this is that um, this VIP co-release that was so heavily cut, at the back of the video cover this amazing advisory notice that warned that um, although it had been cut by the BBFC it was still like terrifying and you know if in doubt do not view which is brilliant because absolute nonsense. You know, there's was, there was barely anything in it yet. And I still struggle to imagine exactly how much, how they could possibly have cut so much from the film. That's according to the BBFC, but I think that they, they, they'd cut that much. But apparently it was kind of pre-cut as well. There was actually like about six, allegedly it's about six minutes and 19 seconds that's really been cut. And there's... Have kind of been to kind of smooth over some of the edges from the cuts from the uh the old elephants VHS release that was cut by four minutes odd. Either way, though, it's 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 brutal and it kind of um well, yeah. I mean, effectively, what what we had removed was uh all the poker killing, the vampire bat killing, decomposing but bo- de- decomposing bodies in the cellar, uh, Norman having his throat cut. And um, and that's just a great scene at the start with the knife going through the back of the head. So effectively, everything that uh, had anyone who wanted to actually watch from the film had been removed. And um, you know that's that's obviously a terrible shame. Now, of course, we have the Arrow Uncut, and in America, the uh, the Blue Underground Blu-ray, which uh, which looks cracking. And really, kind of shows that there's, a, you know, this is a really good-looking film. And despite its uh, its, its faults, of which there are a fair few, it's still a, a great movie.
2: In the house by the cemetery, what you don't know will hurt you. He has been awaiting the arrival of his new guests. One by one, they are disappearing. Before you get locked into this house, I read the fine print. You may have just mortgaged your life, house, by the cemetery. No one under 17 will be admitted.
1: Just had some uh, feedback from Rob Wilson. Hey Chris, just a couple of thoughts on Full She's uh, house. I originally saw this on a very dodgy Panascam VHS in the late 80s. The picture was so bad I stopped it three quarters of the way in. At that point I thought that I would never get to see this one. Thankfully DVDs came along. Last year I bought the Blue Underground Blu-ray and really love it. Bought it in November and watched it three times already. Good interviews. Fun to see the kids today. Poor Giovanni Fraser. Bob always takes a good beating by horror fans. I had a horror fanzine from the early 90s that featured a giant article of why Giovanni is the worst actor of all time. It was for the most part just for laughs, but give the poor kid a break. I know Bob has the most inferior dwindle time. For me, this movie is a total home run. think I'll watch it again tonight. Well cheers Robin, thanks very much for the, the kind of words about the podcast again as well that like you've you've added to that. Um Yeah, I mean the the uh, yeah, I mean I do he he has a tough time. He does get a tough time and he is bad but you know, I don't think it's necessarily his fault all of it and the classic thing about, you know, don't don't do with animals and kids and stuff um yeah it's it's fine for me I don't I, I don't have a master problem with it the, the film runs in such weird logic anyway that um you know Bob is 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 kind of the least of film the film's ca- problems when you're kind of trying to put it all together in your mind I think uh yeah but I, I mean I really like it I really like if you want to get hold of me, please do. Uh, my email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com The website is video Podcast.com where you can get me on Twitter at, at orange underscore monkey. Uh, thanks to uh, at Andy Lonsdale 21 who's been uh, very kindly put something in the direction of the podcast. And thanks also to at stay underscore Rutledge, both on Twitter who uh, sent me some uh, great uh, stuff about the uh, about the film. So next week, um, we have got uh, "Don't Look in the Basements," and uh, I'll be able to put the actual full video on the website um, for that. If you if you haven't had a chance to watch it, um, there's also a link on the Christmas card I sent out to uh, a downloadable version as well, because that bad boy's out of copyright, so you can have that one. Um, last thing before we before we go. Um, a lot of thanks to, um, Elliot Best, who, uh, who, well, wrote in last week and, uh, with his, uh, and what he said, well, I'll read what he said. He said, Dear Chris, further to my previous email, here's an old dirge that samples many of my fave soundtracks, spot the samples, more power. Elliot Best, aka the Night Stalker 5,000. And the track's called The Nasty. So, um... Well, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll play out with this to this week. So thanks very much for this, Elliot. And uh and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>